Anyway, should we actually start this time? Yeah. <laughs> Three. Hold on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Pinky and Perky, Martin and Brady. I know more fucked up bank robbers than ones who know what they're doing. I doubt if one in ten could tell you where the die pack is. Most bank robbers are fucking morons. Regret is usually a waste of time, as is gloating. Look, honey. I'm going to be working some strange hours over the next week or two, so don't ask me what I'm doing because I don't want to lie to you. It's week two of Genre June. Each week this month, we are highlighting a different genre, and each of us will offer up a recommendation and talk a little bit about it. This week, heists. Heists! Heists! Genre June! <laughs> you know, like bank robber movies. Heists. And- Heist. Pulling, Jewel heists. Pulling heists. <laughs> Planning the gig. One last job. I would say if there's one genre... That we all are Seem all in on. Yeah. It's heists. Always. It's, so. It's, uh, you know, this is hitting the wheelhouse for everybody here. And, you know. And I'd say a lot of people. I mean, I think generally people enjoy, you know, a solid heist movie outside of Logan Lucky. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Still think it was good. I like the uh, poor man's version of Ocean's Eleven. Right? <laughs> I think there's just, there's so many fun elements, you know, that you have in these movies. Like, yeah. whether it's the plan and why you're doing the plan. Getting the group together, you know, the the team up. Assembling the crew. Right. Figuring out who you're going to get and then... Recon. Recon, getting it all all schemed out. Yep. Understanding like, okay, we have to think on our feet. What's going to happen? You know, if something goes wrong, how do we adjust? How do we, you know, move on the fly? And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people don't have in their, their own skill sets, right? Like to be able to think that quickly and be that like, oh, well, let's go with the flow. Like, oh, this happened, this happened. Well, all right, we'll just keep it moving. And the inevitable double cross and the inevitable double cross to the double cross <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 always, it's always fun and it's good to like think about it. Uh, you try to plan which ones or try to um, call which, which one's going to be, you know, turn bad or who the, uh, you know, who the bad guy really is kind of a thing. So it's yeah. always fun. Well, I just think generally to a degree you think it's a heist you know it's like how 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 different could you know does a kind of heist movie get but there are so the so many different variations or you know even some that are really similar but might veer a different way that it's just that's a cool part is always to see like how this director or how this movie is going to be different than this one and even you mentioned oceans you know it's like that's probably one of the more popular and in well done, uh, you know, movies here of the recent last couple of years, 20 years or so. But they just, I love the different perspectives and different approaches and different kind of, they, they all have similar concepts, but I'll do it just a touch different. And then they all veer off in their own different directions, which I think makes up is why there's a lot of them and why we like so many of them. Yeah. I, I've told you guys before, there's this Rick and Morty episode where they, they totally make fun about, make fun of heists because how they all, all are this, all are the same. Um, and you guys got to watch it. I can't, I can't <laughs> not mention it here because they, you know, they make fun of it, but I still, you know, we are still, they clearly it's obvious that they like the genre too, like that they've seen a lot of heist movies, the creators of that show. So I think it's one of the film genres that, if it's done right and it's done well, like you know, like you said, with Ocean's Eleven, with the Italian Job, with uh, Inside Man, like they're great. And then if it's done poorly, 
they just hurricane heist did you have you guys seen that Mm-mm. all right neither I have think, i but like i think i remember that one coming out here recently yeah like the plot is like I like a dude from true blood in it i think <laughs> um i think your Sounds girl like Sharknado. From, uh i think maggie grace might be in it okay oh yeah that seems like a maggie grace <laughs> right <laughs> vehicle my my girl i thought she was your girl no. from uh from uh from moss taken. and taken taken yeah so you know what i thought because at first i was going to call her your girl but it's your girl is leslie bibb and that's where i yes. got tripped up leslie bibb yep <laughs> but truth yeah but like things like that where it's like hey we're going to do a heist but then we're also going to throw in a tornado or a hurricane or something it's like all right, you're doing too much there. You don't have to do a ton. And, you know, our first movie that we talk about is Out of Sight, where it's a, it's a straight-up heist film. How did I do it? Did I redeem myself this week? Last week, you guys weren't happy with uh, The Mist. No. I hadn't seen Out of Sight in quite some time. Me neither. But it's one of my favorite. I've seen it many, many times in one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, it's very good. Did it hold up for you guys? I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed you know some of the characters, some of the people that you see in the in the film. You're just like... Oh, I oh, mean, wow! Like this, this person's in it. I, I definitely forgot some of the. The cast is overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's something I want to talk about, like on every movie we do. Yeah, let's, and it's let's like, get into it. This How did is, the casting director? Well, do? I mean, I think first of all, you got Soderbergh, and this this was like a. I think I don't want to say this pushed him over the edge to a degree, but I think it opened up more doors for him afterwards. Hundred hundred percent. For for me, it was it was one of the early introductions. Like I'd seen Sex Lies and Videotape. Which was like his, his indie movie, and then he'd done a, I think a couple other things, but this was the one um, that for me, like I, I, I fell in love with him after after this one and everything he did after it. And you know, we talked about him before because um, what what did he win the Academy Award for? Rockovich, Rockovich. Rockovich yeah, and that up was against like a year his own later, movie, yeah, right, up, and up against um, <laughs> up against traffic, traffic exactly. So he's he just. And and this is obviously such a big precursor to Ocean's Eleven, right? He, this is his first first yep. go around with George Clooney, and then they do a, another heist, and you could see the similar styles uh, with the camera work and the music. You know, it very it has a very Ocean's Eleven feel to it. And I didn't, I don't love Ocean's Eleven. I love this movie a lot more because it has it has a little bit more raw and their raw energy to it. And there's there's something about having George Clooney not being the big star yet, and uh, Jennifer Lopez not being a known name as well. And I, I loved her in this, uh, you know. Before she was a pop star. A crazy thing about J-Lo. This is, what, 21 years ago? Yeah. She definitely looks young. I think she looks better I now. I think she looks better now, too. I've said it for a couple of years And now. maybe even younger to a degree. It's really weird. It's weird. <laughs> Having a billion dollars is apparently crazy good for you. <laughs> Your skin or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But uh, And Mary said it, too. She's like, it almost doesn't even look like her. It, she's so young. But she's like, And she agreed. She's like, I think she looks younger now or better now. And I'm like, oh, totally. So Clooney and J-Lo, obviously, I think most people would think of as the two people in this movie or you know, the stars of the movie. I mean, we're just getting started. Yeah. I'm going to go down the list just because it's easier, and I, that way I won't forget anybody. Ving Rames. Yes. Obviously. Buddy. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Clooney and Soderbergh's uh, first foray together. Don Cheadle, also uh, pre, pre-11, pre gets yeah. uh, gets some run. He looked young, and I didn't go too far back, but it seemed like that was this might have been one of his a break for him. Yeah, I, think I think it was his, after Paul Thomas Anderson and Boogie Nights he was in and some Boogie other Nights and Devil with a Blue or Devil in a Blue Dress. Okay. Was okay. He was a big he was the sidekick in that one. So an early Catherine Keener. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the one I forgot. I <laughs> oh, totally. That's easy to forget. I don't yeah. think you wouldn't have known her at the time and even for a while after this. Jen goes, Is that forty year old virgin? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Yeah. Former 
used to live in my building in the city, uh, Chicago Zone, Dennis Farina. <laughs> He's always always played a cop. He's a former. cop. He was yeah. a former yeah. cop. Yeah, he lived in uh, in the tower we lived in in Old Town. Unfortunately, he, when he passed away, he lived in, actually lived in our building at the time. But so yeah, I was like, ah, oh, Farina. I kind of forgot about him. I mean, it, always great to see him. Good J Lo's dad. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Steve Zahn. <laughs> you guys know my my love of Saving Silverman. Yeah, so I have a, a Steve Zahn. I'm a, I'm all in for sure. And and <laughs> and this was I think. Probably the first movie I, I saw him in, and I lo- I loved him in this, and it was before Saving Silverman, yeah. and, and loved him after that for everything he's done. He's the, always played like mm-hmm. this kind of goofy Glenn type character. He has like a zoniness to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our our our, fa- our pal Albert Brooks. Yes, love Albert Brooks. Very small, but uh, yeah, that was I, I kind of again one of the, I'd forgotten, uh, and you know had the bald cap kind of mm-hmm. going on in, in jail when you first saw him. And I was like, I know the voice, so yeah, you knew yeah. it was. That Bosch and Lam shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luis Guzman, the young Luis Guzman. Love a Luis. Always love Luis wandering Fake around. legs. <laughs> <laughs> mira, mira, Adele. <laughs> Always loved his character in this uh, too. And, uh, that's, and he's been in, I think, um, some Soderbergh movies after this. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah Washington, pre-Grey's uh, yeah. Anatomy. Pre-Grey's. Pre-Fall from Grace. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I recognized him immediately. I was like, "That was." I didn't remember his name. I'm like, "That's the guy who used to be on Grey's who had gotten trouble." Yeah, obviously he plays problematic really easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can go with uh, Viola Davis. I was going to yes, say Viola that was Davis. The one I definitely, because yes. I'm she. I'm <laughs> Super no, how small would you know? Role, right. Yeah. You got uh, what's that? Um, she was the sister. Oh, Mor- Maurice's sister, yeah. John Cheadle's sister. And yeah. you get a nice uh, Samuel cameo at the end. Yeah. Uh, which and. You also get a Michael Keaton cameo, That's what I was right. which apparently was reprising a role from Jackie Brown. That's exactly uh, the right. same character. Yeah, name. So, so, so surprise no one. I read this book after not. I, I read it years ago, <laughs> but I read it after I watched the movie because I love the movie so much. And Elmore Leonard is an awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's justified. Made, yeah, justified exactly. That's based on one of the short stories. Jackie Brown, which you mentioned, um, was Ray Lick- Ray Nicolette is the character. That's it's kind of funny because it's not the same director, right. not the same writer or anything, but. That he reprises the same character um, over two movies. And maybe that's why that name sounded so familiar. And maybe it was just because I had seen it before, but it was like, Ray Nicolette, where have I heard that name yeah. before? It's like, I guess it's in a couple of Elmore Leonard movies. But have you guys seen Get Shorty as well? That's yep. that's Elmore Leonard, which yeah. I love that movie too. And I think Dennis Freen is in that too. The mm-hmm. movie, yes. And then there was yeah. a show, I think, recently based off the oh. movie, based off of, yeah. So, but yeah, you're, you're talking about the movie, and that's yeah. what I saw. So, so I was definitely into. Anything Elmore Leonard um, around you know, around the late nineties, and and this to me is like the epitome. There were so many good movies around this time, and you right. know, not not to jump into the next one, but like Thomas Crown Affair too. Like, I just love the late nineties for mm-hmm. movies, and I, and I I always think it's because I was just that's when I got into movies. But I they were really the quality was was great. There were so many you know up and coming directors that were arguably at the top of their game, even though they were up and coming. Um, and I think it's I think it was just great a great time. Mary hated this. Oh, she hated the whole movie. She could she not follow it. She was like, "I don't understand what you like about it." Like, oh. legitimately, didn't like it. Even with Clooney, that's just uh, yeah. Wow. I will say, right out of the gate, now actually, now you say that, right out of the gate, she's like, "Oh, I don't like it when he's a bad guy," and so I don't know if that like, but in general, she just didn't see anything enjoyable about it. Hmm. I liked it, but it was. Uh, it, I thought that was interesting. I was as you were talking about it earlier. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Everyone's top of the game. It's a great movie. No one can dislike it. Oh, I, I sat with story. someone who hated it. Um, 
No, um, it, I, I enjoyed it. It was actually the first time I've seen it, I would say, early 2000s. I mean, it's been a long, long time. I um, had it on VHS, you know? Like, that's how much <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. So, uh, but I was, so it was, I was really happy that you had it on the list just so, just for a reason to kind of go back and rewatch it. And I, I still found it enjoyable. Oh, crazy. Like we said, going through and watching people pop up over and over again, and you're like, Who's not in this movie type of thing? And uh, so it's crazy. The casting director, you mentioned, did a phenomenal job of finding a lot of future stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just when I, you thought like there couldn't be anyone else, it was like Viola Davis. It was like, are you kidding me? And Samuel L., I think, was like more of a favor type of thing yeah. at the yeah, end. But uh, he wasn't, he's not even like credited. And he's, um, so that whole scene, it, uh, the book just ends with her shooting him and then him going uh, him her having the conversation with her dad where she's like he's like that's my that's my girl that's how yeah. the book ends so they added that whole scene with Samuel Jackson which i think is just a great great addition like it, it leaves it open ended enough but like you kind of have the the idea that they might still end up together if he breaks out right um and and they have a few they have some kind of future together but it's play, it's playful like they were you know they had taken their time out or whatever they called it I think that's part of one of the things that you have in a good heist film is you have that charming character who is so just like charismatic, so like connected and like emotionally there for, you know, whoever is chasing them that they are willing to give up their lifelong pursuit of, you know, justice and, you know, law abiding and whatever. And just like, yeah, let's just throw that whole career down the drain because... This person is unbelievable. I feel like you they they did a decent job of prefacing that whole thing with kind of with like her liking the wrong guy type of thing. You know, she's liking a married man. Yeah. And kind of her dad recognizing that and being like, What are you doing? type of thing. And then sure enough, yeah, she it's obviously helps the story along that they uh, immediately are attracted to each other, but I just I think they played it really well and it was lighthearted enough that, you know, they're waving from the elevator. Yeah. Right. And, you know, but I I, th- I agree to a point, but I also think it was it was well done. Yeah, I just think I think their chemistry is amazing. Like I think it's one of the that whole scene um, where they're having the drink and they're talking about be- before they go up to the hotel room is like one of the sexiest scenes like ever. I just thought I thought it was uh, very very well done, very tastefully done too. You know, so another movie that also has a suave debonair individual yeah, is absolutely. the Thomas Crown Affair from 1999, which. In the late 90s, if you were telling me that Pierce Brosnan was doing anything, I'm in. I think I even may have gone to the theater to see Mrs. Doubtfire just because he was in it. it. When did he become Bond? Before this. 95. Yeah. I I looked too. It was before this. I was like, this seems almost like a sliver of Mm Bondness to him. So it struck me as kind of odd to happen in the middle of his Bond run. Yeah. But uh, it did. Doubtfire was what, like 94? So that was before, before he was Bond. Was it? Yeah. So then maybe it was. Maybe whatever, I just you, caught it later. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because I'm a I'm a Bond guy yeah. from from day one, and just Jelani the, Broccoli. <laughs> I don't get it. The Broccoli's are the producing family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara Alfred was the dad who started it, and now Barbara's running That's it. That's right. That's but yeah, this for our uh, <laughs> Broccoli <avid> heads. listeners. <laughs> but yeah, this is again just having that suave that charm that confidence and even the subtlety of it right you know when they're in the boardroom and he's talking about they're all excited about you know having thomas crown sell something he's like are you guys gonna be pissed when you find out you sold it for 30 more than everybody else would have paid yeah and uh you know so then you know going through and then telling the guys like you know gloating is not really what we do here like we we know we won so we just keep it moving um an interesting uh tidbit about uh the bond 
tie-in. Uh, fun fact, Doubtfire was 93, so a couple years prior. Nailed it. He couldn't, uh, he had, uh, when he was dancing at the party, he had his... Uh, Collar uh, undone. Collar undone, but also the, the, tie the tie wasn't buttoned. He couldn't. He could not appear in a tux in a movie oh, that's because a- of uh, James Bond. So, and, and that's why also why it was white. So it was they they tried to get as close as they kind of could and then uh, draw some lines to make showcase why he what he couldn't do and whatever. So I thought that was kind of an interesting that is that's fun. considering it is right in the middle of the Bond thing. And I total I, like I said I I totally had watching it like some Bondish vibes to him and how smooth he was and all that type of thing. So um, yeah, I mean, he probably didn't have a huge stretch of a <laughs> no of a character to play, but. Um, one of the things I do like about this, you guys know who directed this film? I uh, I do. Yeah, I, I saw it in the yeah, yeah, John McTiernan. Yeah. Which when you think about the rest of his catalog, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like it's just such a departure from what you know him for. He's the director of Predator and Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance, who also starred Samuel. <laughs> Would you keep tying them all together? Yeah. He's Samuel been in every, he's been in every movie. <laughs> he's, let's be honest. he's the right guy to tie together. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know just a departure from that but you know just watching the whole movie and then going through like again the heist and the planning and when i think of like a good heist film this is kind of the way i think about it like spoiler alert but planning the whole heist and then delivering the actual stolen goods back to the place where you stole them and just leaving them there you know there's a predator connection to this movie and it's, it was uh it was the an idea came from uh from Predator that they use in this. Does someone say I ain't got time to bleed? <laughs> <laughs> Rene Russo, actually. Uh, the the heat, the thermal temperature oh, aspect. Got uh, it. Was uh, that that concept came from uh, from the Predator? That's, That's awesome. Right. So I, I I should have put. We should have. One of us should have. I was kind of hoping you <laughs> yeah, would, but uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, amazing, and I definitely wasn't going to let it go that we were going to pass that part up because. It's awesome, but I, yeah, I was glad to rewatch. I don't think I've seen this all the way through until since I since I saw it back back when it came out. Right, I have seen the original year, uh, a few years ago as well, just to just to check it out and be kind of completist about it. It wasn't, you know, that's it's not, it's not as good. No, you've seen it too. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I imagine yeah, you haven't. It's a 1968 with, hard pass, uh, but uh, a nice. We had a Faye Dunaway, Faye Dunaway cameo. You know, she was his therapist, and she's, she's in that one. She's she's, she's the Rene the... Russo character. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but Catherine it's Steve, McC- Steve McQueen, which I didn't know McQueen. I, yeah, I, I do love, but I don't think it's it was not one even. Of his it's not movies. art. It's a whole different type of heist, right? Yeah, it's a whole different. I don't. I just remember it not being as fun. This one's just so much fun, right? Right. Like it's a fun movie. And there's so much playfulness about that one. I just, I, I didn't, I don't remember it being as fun. Like, yeah, you still, I, Steve McQueen acted in it fine, but the story just wasn't as good. Yeah. And and the whole all the twists, I think, is what make make this great. And um, I, I still don't fully get even now watching it now, I'm paying more attention. Like he just he doesn't care that they know that he put it back because it's obvious that can't he put it back it. there or they can't prove it they or can't whatever. prove that he that's put what it, it back. is they yeah. can't prove that that's what it. I, that's that was my read on it it's yeah. like he can't prove that he did anything wrong yeah it just it's obviously a very unique it, it is yeah I mean, idea when you see the wa- but and also the water wouldn't the water ruin under, I, under too like that seems like a lot a big risk to take but whatever i'm sure he knows knows what he's doing right it was that you also had the initially when he took it it's like somehow he's bending a, folded a, a wooden it up. frame completely yeah, he folded but here's it. but here's the thing so the i canvas. thought because it, it's the canvas yeah. right so that wouldn't matter the wood would have cracked yeah right? but it seemed like when he took it out that it had a frame he again. snapped the but, hard frame off the end and then that still was a uh, it should have been a wooden. You're right. There's still something frame there. on the inside, and but he then just that folded it right folded up. Folded it right I up. Like if it didn't have anything, I would have just rolled it. I think. 
but whatever. <laughs> Look, it was a handy way to fit it sure. inside the yeah. briefcase. So right. I thought it was well done. Obviously, you get a. Uh, I think Renee Russo was a huge part of the fun aspect. She just she added a. I mean, right off the bat, she's you know she's being she comes in the room and is like super sexy and seductive, and even Dennis Leary's obviously yeah. all about it. <laughs> I did like uh, rewatching it and going back and noticing that like Frankie Faison wasn't like the creepy like partner or whatever he was like he was like all in on it he right. was like, he was, yeah, like, yeah. Get he was like go for it right <laughs> hope you had fun at the party like it was good looked like a good time that's because Leary was like jealous of of her and, you know being more into uh, into Pierce than yeah. yeah. And yeah, Faison was just like hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and I I forgot the amount of gratuitous nudity. But I'm I, I'd like to say nudity is welcome in a heist movie. We'll take it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I'm in. I, you know, it was. Uh, I agree. It was. I, I would imagine, and I feel like thinking it while I was rewatching it that it was probably a big deal, like that Renee Russo got so naked. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> not just once. Yeah, <laughs> multiple times, and I feel like that. You know, growing up, we've talked about this before, like b- movies back in the 80s, you were like guaranteed like the one random gratuitous nude shot. Yeah. Um, but this was more almost like part of the story and built into the character and a, a bigger name. I don't remember how big she was at exactly when this came out, but she was known. Yeah. And- I thought you were going to say you've wanted to see her naked since Major League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I think you, I can remember actresses. You know, it's like they almost got paid a lot of money to in order to get naked. You know, yeah. like that was like a thing that clause in the contract type of thing. I will, but I'm going to get paid for it. Which good for them, obviously, if they did. But it was. I agree. There was a lot of it. There was a lot of it. Yeah, just just it stood out. Yeah, but it, it again the movie itself and like again like you said, Martin, the twists, the turns, the the double crosses, the not double crosses, the, oh, I thought it was this, but it wasn't really that. And then, you know, the man in the bowler hat at the end, you're just like, ah, oh, great so touch. Good. So yeah. good. And the Trojan horse. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about the Trojan horse. That guys come out of the horse. Yeah. Like, what are they coming in a horse? And they said they were Romanian, but I swear the phrase that they said. You heard Polish? I heard Polish. I heard it. I, it made sense in Polish. <laughs> sometimes sometimes right Russian. Where you were going. Yeah, sometimes Russian, Polish, Romanian, all of it kind of, there's certain words that make sense. So, so what he said. Then did you understand the interrogation? No, that didn't. Okay. That didn't make sense to me. But like the, what he said was like, he doesn't understand English and that that's the same in Romanian as, as it is in English. My closed captioning wasn't working, so I had no idea what was going on. I was just sitting there like, just wait, bide my time until yeah. we get <laughs> But yeah, this was uh, yeah totally fun, and the, the the music, loved it. I can't I can't hear Sinnerman without thinking of of this movie. Sinnerman, um, but it's been Sinnerman. Oh, Sinnerman, where are you going to Nina run? Simone. Oh. Nina Simone. That's the song that's playing yeah. during the, the during piano the, the, during yeah. the bowling hat, the bowler yeah, hat, the bowler, yeah. bowler and in hat the beginning, thing. and in the beginning, it's and the beginning. um. So so yeah, it's been in a bunch of other things and TV shows and stuff yeah. that I've seen. Um, but like again, that for me, it's 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 this movie um that it's tied to, and maybe for other people, it's other other things. But yeah, so I think I've I love every time it appears, but I think I've heard it in a couple of different films, and I think I think it was in one of the Bournes. Um, like towards the end. Hmm. And then I also think it was like, like there was like a remix or something for the Miami Vice. Oh, the Michael Mann one. Maybe. Colin um, Farrell? Colin Farrell, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Yeah. I think there, it, it appears in there too. But again, like you said, like that, the, the, this version played over the, the heist in the beginning. And like when you see Thomas walking around New York City, just like 
just heightens it all does. that yeah, excitement. Totally You're just does. like, oh, what's going on, and how's it, how's this happening? And uh, I yeah. think I think one of the things that I didn't like about watching them the original is the that the song that's in that is the windmills of your mind, and it's a super just weird, slow kind of song. But it won the Academy Award for like best original song, and it, they actually do an homage. <laughs> 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 uh, to it in this movie they uh they play it a few times like the band plays it and it's like a jazz thing when they're um when they're when they're dancing or something like that so it, it's it's in there they definitely want to want to have that that song in there to, uh, again like a cameo type thing with with fade Dunaway. um but it's just not a good song and it's just like it doesn't have the same energy uh maybe i was just expecting better music especially if it's something that wins uh <laughs> wins an academy award but right didn't have the same energy uh you're right on the miami vice yeah, is it in there? It's a remix, but it is uh, it is in it. So again, I just forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, there you go. I could see that too. Hmm. Maybe I had to go back and rewatch that one. But yeah, I just all in all, it was a good time. Again, late nineties, Pierce Brosnan signed me up. I'm in. <laughs> I just loved the kind of the well, one you're right in it. Right out of the gate, you cut it in within a couple of minutes you realize that you're in the middle of the action, which I'm all for. Right any movie I'm in, like the Let's go. I don't need a ton of buildup if you do it right. I think it's fantastic, and I, I love that part. But, yeah, then the, you're bouncing around kind of trying to figure out what's going on and obviously trying to figure out maybe whose side you're on a little bit. And so I, I, it was a really enjoyable rewatch. I was happy. Uh, again, happy it was on the list. And I think Dennis Leary had kind of like the, the best line at the end. Like I didn't love his character the whole, throughout the thing, but at the end when she's like, oh, are you going to go after him? And, and she, he's just like, you know, there's lots of bad shit that I've, I've seen and cases I've saw these like if a rich, you know, a rich billionaire wants to you steal know, painting, steal uh, you know, some brush strokes on, on canvas. Like it's not that big a deal to me. Like I'll just do what, what they tell me to do. And it's like, yeah, you realize like how silly this whole all this is. And just what's the word? That's trivial. Trivial. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's just very trivial, the whole thing about it. But um, but it still makes it fun. Yeah, and again, that's kind of like why Thomas does it, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not a big he's, deal to yeah, me. he's bored. <laughs> right, I can do this. Super bored, and it seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. So we, we had two very charismatic, like, leading men, you know, in George Clooney and Pierce Brosnan. And then in our third film... Oh, wow. What are you going to say? <laughs> less, less so? I think, yeah, more just like the average Joe kind of guy, right? Like, but, but still you, charming, still yeah, yeah. charismatic... Be able he's, to he's talk his Rob. way. I was going to say, oh, I'm not even going to try to do the accent. <laughs> right, but I think he was more Statham. like like gruff Jesus Rob Statham. in this one. In what movie are we talking about? The Bank Job for the 2008. Job. So this was my my recommendation for the uh, the heist. I went with a little more, a little newer one. And I had only seen this, I think once, maybe twice um, at the time. I, it had been a while, but I just remembered, I remembered it being somewhat based on a true story mm-hmm. and also remember finding it pretty enjoyable. I did not remember how much nudity there was in this movie, and which is what I brought up. That's why I said it in the last one uh, when you were talking about it. And Mary, I think about 30 minutes in, she's like, well, I know why you like this movie. <laughs> and so, I was like, I really forgot about all this. That's funny because I'd never seen it. I downloaded it from Netflix for my plane, or plane ride over the weekend. And I pop it up on, right on a plane the first minute. I'm like... Covering it because I'm with a, I'm, I'm on the plane with girlfriend, little family, little kids. I'm like, okay, I can't watch this, uh, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's only a second in the beginning, and then they walk, but then they walk into a strip club. A strip and I'm like, club. I just close. I'm like, nope, that's gonna have to get watched later on. It was, I mean, I legitimately none of that. I 
honestly had did not remember any of that. Like that obviously not a huge part of the movie. Yeah. And I, I yeah, completely gone. And that she immediately said like, "Oh, I get it." Cuz she, she I think she ended up not caring about watching the movie anyway, but yeah. So, I that's why I alluded to the nudity <laughs> yes. in the last one because I, I knew where we were going to go back to uh for the bank job. Um but for me first uh first watch of this, I don't know. It was just kind of okay. Yeah. Um I think I I it's not like I forgot it was a based on a true story because it says right in the beginning. But like, kind of watching halfway through it, I did. I I, I kind of like lost sight of that. So I and, I and think it made they me, didn't made do me... a good job of explaining in the beginning, personally. Yeah, I mean, it just says it based on true events. And... But yeah, I just they do they kind of wrap it up more at the end. Yeah, in my opinion, than they do. Yeah. Anyway, that was because the... yeah, when those uh, expla- expository whatever uh, right explanatory things like, at the end, I was like, wait, why are they doing this? I'm like, oh yeah, because it's 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 real. This is probably how it really happened. And I think more so for people over there across the pond, if you will, <laughs> um, they they might have been a little more dialed into that whole story yeah. and that whole heist or that you know all of a that bigger deal over there yeah. right and so i think in general that was probably a big deal that this got made because i think this was supposedly had information that no one had ever really heard of before and that was going to be in the movie so this was a way for people who knew about that to kind of maybe learn more about this very yeah. taboo situation makes, makes that, with princess margaret or whatever so. yeah and it's um it, it did make me make me like it more to knowing that that it they did have to like thread that needle of trying to make it entertaining, but also keep it somewhat right. true to true to what actually happened. Um, but I think, and also you talk about threading the needle. I think to a degree, flirting with maybe pissing off the crown, you yeah, know, and, right. and and walking that line between maybe getting themselves in trouble and or whatever could happen. You know, who knows? But so yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not great. Uh, it's I definitely find it enjoyable. I thought it was a good watch, and I like. I kind of like that it's not a bunch of huge names to a degree. Right. Statham in all of his uh, charisma as our leading man. But uh, Saffron. Saffron Barrows. Where, yeah. What do you guys know her from? Gladiator? Is that, not, is that no. not? No. Who am I thinking of? Oh, what's our other girl? You're thinking of Connie Nielsen. What do I know her from? Saffron <laughs> Barrows. Is, uh, I know her from something. but uh, sorry, I was Deep Blue Sea? No. For me, it's uh, Boston Legal, this show that I watched on ABC. Uh, but she that. was barely... You know, not even in that that much. Um, Come on, Deep Blue Sea with Samuel L. Jackson. I, I, I see, and she, you're sure she's in it? <laughs> I know she's okay, in. Yeah, it. I, I believe you. I just uh, she's um, with your boy Thomas Jane from The Mist, and they're hunting right. sharks. <laughs> A damn shark ate me <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, there he I mean, is. I, I think. Yeah, I remember. I loved her when I saw her in Boston Legal. I was like, who is that? And yes, I thought she was great. I didn't watch um, Boston Legal, so it couldn't have been that. Yeah, but. I'm sure you. You know, no. know it's know network television. <laughs> she was in Troy. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think that's where you're. Well, actually, that makes sense. You said Gladiator, so right? Maybe it that's could where have you're been mixing. Troy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's all. It's all in the Brady soup. It's sand all. and sandals. It's all. It's all I need. Sand and sandals is right. Was there wheat? I couldn't remember. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Nobody else that I really know in this movie, um, right? I don't. Th- no, I don't know any other names. Well, okay. So the the one guy that I did recognize is Hakeem Jamal. Okay. The reason was he I, Michael X? No. Oh, he was Michael no. X's oh, friend, the one that is. the one that wrote the book, is because he is the actor's name is Colin Solomon, I believe, okay. and he, he's in the James Bond franchise with Pierce Brosnan, and so that's how I know. I was like, oh wait a minute, you're you're in those James Bond films. But yeah, again, I think it's it's another interesting take. Like you have an actual uh, story, and I, my big my big quote on you know 
based on true events, I wish they'd just say inspired by true events, right? Because then you can have more leeway with playing with the story, changing names, exactly how it went down. Like, yeah, it might not have exactly gone down like this, but mm-hmm. you just say inspired by true events, right? And then kind of give you some more you know, poetic license to play around yeah. with it. And I mean, and this one definitely had a lot of players involved, right? And it was, it, it did seem, you didn't always know like who was playing on right. what side. For me, it was, it seemed a little confusing, but that makes sense because it was, you know, if this is really how it goes and they weren't planning on getting some of that information that they did get and the, you know, the ledger was something that they didn't even know they had, which just makes, makes it more interesting. It, was, it seemed a little convoluted to me again, because I forgot that it was a true story, but, but now looking back on it, knowing that it really happened that way, it's like. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, right, it's you're pretty just wild. you're just taking safety deposit box, so you don't yeah. care whose right. stuff that's is in there. I think there you have all those people who know what they have in there, waiting at the bank, being like, "I want, I want in. I want to know if my stuff's gone." Yeah, and they know exactly what they're missing, and the bank's like, "Nah, we're figuring it out." You know, yeah. like, just write it down say, and yeah, tell when, us. When the woman <laughs> says, "Like that's exactly why we choose <laughs> a safety deposit, so we don't have to write it down and tell you." Right, I, and I great. yeah, you mentioned the ledger. It's like there. They're like, you have our ledger, and they get to go looking for it. Like, we, it's just, that was a book we didn't care about. You know, it was just a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't, they knew they had pictures and they knew they had diamonds and jewels and emeralds and whatnot. But so, yeah, I I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun rewatch, but I would say not, maybe not as quite as good as I remembered thinking it was. Mm -hmm. But, uh, where does this go into the, um, is this Statham before, this is after Snatch, before Snatch? I think this is after Snatch. I think it's after. Um, and then the, what about like the transporter? Is that what his movie? Yeah, was? yeah. Snatch, Lockstock and Snatch were the first two for him. Yeah, ninety eight, two thousand. Those are so good. Yeah. So th- and those are also good heist films. Yeah. Right. Um, I, this is. I mean, the Italian Job was before this. Yeah, I was gonna say this was before the Italian Job because transporters was before of, Italian Job, Collateral, <laughs> Collateral. His. Uh, you may not even remember him in that movie, but I yeah. remember when I rewatched that recently, I was like, huh, Statham's in this for oh, four yeah. seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, th- then this comes along. So I think this was more. It's funny because it seems it seems like it would be earlier, right? It seems like he's not as big a star. What well, for me at least, watching it, I was like, oh, this might be before Statham was. But, Statham, also, but no, he was definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I think you also wonder if they pull off the uh, obviously he's the lead, but they pull off like I mentioned, maybe this whole storyline just matters a little bit more. Yeah. It means a little bit more to people that grew up over there. And so it might have been like, hey, we want to do the story about this. Right. They're not going to make him like a martial arts expert. And we want, yeah. <laughs> right. we, we want you to wasn't. be you know, the star of it. So it, that th- that could have been a facet of this yeah. that we wouldn't necessarily know. But it was Terry Leather. <laughs> Terry Great Leather. Great name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I was thinking about when we were watching these films is who would you, what actor today would be your good leading or actress, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a good ringleader for a heist film. Like if Robert Downey Any Jr. heist movie? You're making a new heist movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say like remaking, you know, no, the you Thomas Crown Affair. No, you don't have to remake it, but you need somebody that can exude that charm and confidence, charisma, you know, have Who's to... the new Danny Ocean, right? Yeah, exactly. Who? Who, who I'm saying? Who, oh, yeah. Sorry, I was like, they're is, making another what, one. The question is like who? <laughs> well, and, because yeah, for me, I think you. If you, Ocean's Eleven's a remake as well. Right. Uh, Frank Sinatra was that. You know, so like Clooney, uh, uh, Danny Ocean was played by Frank Sinatra. So Clooney became that. And that, who is it these days? Yeah, I, I think Pattinson? maybe Robert Downey Jr. Too. Yeah, Pattinson. I could see him doing Pattinson's, that. That'd be interesting. You know, he maybe he's too young. Um, Chris Pratt, maybe. You mentioned the Downey. That's probably a perfect yeah. one. He's probably he's almost exactly the right guy, but. <laughs> Um, I, I love him. Yeah, I just, and I think... And everyone does, so that's too obvious. Right, so right. he's probably too perfect. You want a little more <laughs> uh, not so right on the nose, right? Someone that you might be like, no, I don't think so. 
Yeah, I don't know. Turns out to be really good. Yeah, Pattinson comes to mind, but I don't. I can't say for sure that he's gonna go Batman now. So that's right. Do you think Krasinski could do it? Yeah, yeah, I think Krasinski. I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm all. Or I like Sudeikis, him. Maybe Sedakis <laughs> or Bateman. See, yes. I don't think you're. I think you're going down the wrong path entirely. You're going. You're going too, a little more comedy. Too funny. Yeah, you're too going funny. way too funny. But don't you think like they could pull off like the no. the charm and the? I no. think Sedakis could pull off the charm. No way. I I, I not go for Krasinski. what you're going for here, in my opinion. I'd go Krasinski over um over Sudeikis. but I know what you're saying too. I, I hear, but it's, he's not. He's just spitballing. If you're yeah. just being funny. Charming, that's different than, I think, what you're talking about, like Danny Ocean. Don't pigeonhole these guys, man. About what? Don't let them not, not break out into not being more than just funny. I didn't make them funny or not funny. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with them being funny. That's not what I was asked. Oh, no, but I'm saying like the, to be a leader, a charismatic, charming leader. Again, they're not that they, guy. Okay. They, they can be on the crew. They ain't the, they ain't the leader. <laughs> That's my, that's my point. I was saying, like, don't don't say that they can't be. Give them a shot at, I know. at the crown. They did. Nope. <laughs> so there's there's two movies that, that I haven't seen. Well, one I haven't seen in a long time that kind of goes on the From path. what I've learned over the last couple of weeks, there's a shit ton of movies you haven't seen. <laughs> there are. Takers tried to do this again with a new, like, they tried to get a whole. Take, what's Takers? Takers is, like, Michael Ely and Idris Elba, Paul Walker, Hayden Christensen, Chris Brown, T.I. Like, they tried to do a whole nother take, like, heist terrible. crew. It, it didn't work, right? That's but, a movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not know this movie? It's probably because it's terrible. It, it, just, it just didn't work. But okay. you had a ton of people, right? And yeah, so it's like trying a, to pull big, those. I mean, technically, list. Chris Brown and T.I. are people. <laughs> well, right. But obviously, they're not top build behind Idris <laughs> and Paul Walker. Obviously. <laughs> Um, and then the Ocean's Eight. Have you seen Ocean's Eight? I haven't yet. Out on okay. Bullock. <laughs> so, so there, like Bullock trying to take over the as the lead yeah. role, right? Uh, I haven't. Like, I, I love I, the I idea. Want to. Yeah, Guess I what? Do want to watch Again, it. wrong choice. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I, I, I anticipate another good heist film coming soon, right? Because it's just a, it's a good genre to. I like dig to just into. think there's a bunch of stuff just in the well anyway. That there's just going to be an onslaught of movies that are going to hit us. So I. I'm all in. There, there'll be a heist movie coming. Yeah, but. and I just want to see. What about your guy, Split? <laughs> What's his name? I don't know why you guys are only living in the comedy. You guys seem so narrowly focused. You talk about like pigeonholing people. You're only looking in a comedy category. I was just thinking because of what we were talking about with our. And cast also, don't for, put Split out there. He's he's our guy for our movie <laughs> for for East for East Point Blank. Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's why I just I was going to our cast for that. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to say again, he's a crew guy, Donald Glover. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. My thought of what you're asking for is nothing. Do you have any suggestions, or are you just gonna? Oh, I mean, shit I threw out, out Pattinson immediately. Oh yeah, you were right. You were. Right. I was actually yeah, the first a, person to put someone out there. You had a good one. Sorry, Damn I hit it out of the park. Damn it, Brady. Yeah, nailed it. Are you thinking? You're like I don't know, Will Ferrell. <laughs> are you thinking more Pattinson from Tenant type? <laughs> No, he's ver- he's very versatile. He yeah. can do a lot of different things as opposed to people that you've named that have can do one. <laughs> See, like I said, he's pigeonholing he's them. Pigeonholing. I'm not pigeonholing them. You are. They you are li- who they are. But th- you don't know. You can, maybe they right. So you're not gonna. So that's that's why they can't be the charismatic leader because you've yet to see them in the course of a decade be charismatic leaders. Chris Pratt in Guardians. He led Raptors. I didn't Jurassic World. Right. I didn't rain on Chris Pratt. Yeah, I know. I know. You didn't. I, I'm, that's fair. 
Just just raining on our parade. <laughs> right? Yucking our yum over here. <laughs> do we have anyone else? I can't think of anybody else. Or do we just, just beat this into the ground? Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> we got a good 10 more minutes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much a dead horse. But yeah, I mean, I, I hope, you know, I hope they still make more. You guys watched Money Heist. Yes. Now I was that was highly recommended Lengthy, to me over this weekend as very well. Very enjoyable. Yeah, it's for for like four seasons or something now, right? But they're long. It's, long. I mean, I'm look. I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it. But it's it's a yeah. commitment for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll probably get into that. Um, and it's at all some point. it's all subtitles, so you're great. Yeah. Well, I make sure it's yeah. Subtitles. That's why yeah, I started watching it when it was overdubbed, and I'm like, I can't don't, do don't that. do the dub. Uh, yeah, I listen to it in Spanish, and yeah. then the first get the season subtitles. I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know you had options. Yeah. <laughs> you got to change those audio options. On uh, so it was. I mean, I'm glad I figured it out before I watched all of it. But yeah, that was a hard hard lesson. Oh, and, well, you talk another one more recently, uh, Lupin. Yes, yeah. which we, uh, we I would assume we're getting more episodes of at some point when they yep. June 11th. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. I hope they didn't just rush that because people loved it. Mm-hmm. Like that was I, clearly really well done. And I feel like they knew, and they just kind of released. You think they they dangled it? I think they dangled it. Hmm. Well, you I, know why? You know why? Seems um, like a Rob, weird weird flex for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to have everything. So we're gonna slow play this. <laughs> you know why um, Robert Downey Jr. can't do it because he's already done Sherlock Holmes, which is not heist, but there's that whole kind of leader and and clever thing to him there that i think just probably we've seen it already yeah. I'm sure you could do both holmes and and a lupin character <laughs> yeah which is basically so then the maybe French. omar sai definitely need him like you, you know pierce browson could never do this and be bond <laughs> am i supposed to say something about that i'm just i'm yeah i mean i i get it i'm not saying he couldn't couldn't do it but it just it's it's it seems like he's already kind of been in in a, that type of character so that's all I'm saying. No, we got more. We do. We got a, a whole nother category. And you were speaking of uh, Lupin being subtitled as well as Money Heist. Our next week, we're going to be doing foreign films. As always, thanks for joining and listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're currently enjoying this podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Our O-U-R, Film Fathers. Thanks, and go to bed.